It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Kevin, Jackson, and Tim here, the only sports podcast that covers Chicago sports and actual bear news. Uh, It is coming up on week one for the Chicago Bears season, and they just finished up their last preseason game against the Tennessee Titans, where they defeated Tennessee 27-24. Some highlights from that game, which we'll go over in a little bit. Uh, Tim, anything that you saw from uh, that game that you'd like to comment on? Well, obviously, everyone's going to talk about the touchdown pass. The touchdown pass was phenomenal. I've never seen any pass like that as a Bears fan from a Bears quarterback. Putting it in that tight of a window, it doesn't matter who was on the field, doesn't matter if it's scrubs or not, you can't do that. You, that's one of the things where we've always <laughs> been Bears fans on the couch going, man, I could have overthrown that pass just like Trubisky did. You can't do what Fields did on that pass. And wow, does that make you happy and very excited for the season. Oh, absolutely. And especially because like, if you look at the box score of Justin Fields, I forgot exactly what it was like seven for 14 or whatever it was, 54 yards and a touchdown. You're like, oh, that wasn't very good. But just that one singular play that, scramble then the boot bootleg out to the right to the, the touchdown that it just inspires hope in, in me for this upcoming season and hopefully we get to see him earlier than later in uh in the regular season yeah I, it was it was awesome like even if who caught it horstead whatever his name is right mm-hmm. jesper horstead jesper, jesper baby. that's the best Oof. name on the team jesper it's not even jasper which is like an actual name jesper just sounds like they mispronounced Never heard of a jesper in my life jesper jesper just sounds like they misspelled jasper and the the doctor's like ah fuck it his name is jesper but like even if he wasn't there it would have hit the receiver in the the other part so he was throwing it like two people would have caught the ball like jesper sounds like some winter green chewing gum I was going to say, it sounds like a old-timey, <laughs> like, a... like, bourbon. Like, yeah. Old like, Jester McGillicuddy's like a... <laughs> family tonic. It sounds like what my grandpa would drink at, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh, I got some Jesper in the cor- like in the closet. You go, you want some? Like, no, no, thank you. What, what is this Depression-era bourbon <laughs> that we're drinking? And he's been on the team for quite a bit. He caught a touchdown in 2019. I think he caught it in the th- one of the Thanksgiving games. And he's that's a, all. He's a Princeton boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Yale guy. I mean, if he's anything like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you mean the Ivy Leaguers, you got to you got to have my new roster. They're they're smart. They're you know, smart. They're not going to do anything that's stupid. Not going to run off sides like Javon Wims. Uh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. So Jesper did just have one touchdown. He had, he had three three tutties. He had three very good touchdowns. Right. So d- does this do you think Jesper is similar spot on the depth chart as he was before these three touchdowns or do you think that he's So I th- I thought about that. And so they're keeping five tight ends, 
right? They're, they're keeping we five the tight bears. Ends. We love our tight ends, <laughs> but we never use them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like the Patriots and Packers, I'll use all their tight ends, but we won't fuck them. Um, <laughs> what do they know about Because it was it was going to be like Jimmy Graham, Komet as both like the number ones, and then that James guy as Jesse James, James yeah. Jesse Horstead. I don't even know who the I don't know who the fifth, fifth guy. Uh, the, yeah, I think actually Horstead's fifth on the on the depth chart. Do you throw him out there every once in a while just to be like, hey, let's see if we can get, I mean, catch lightning he, in a bottle? If he could be a tight end in the slot, right? Because that's how tight ends are mostly played in, like in the slot position nowadays, as a bigger body, or just like give me some like a big guy in the red zone. Like that's all I want. Some big fucking guy like in the five yard line, just in the end zone, just throw it up to him. Well, I just um, think like the, I mean, the Packers tight end Tanya, and he came out of nowhere, and now he's like, yeah. uh, he's considered probably a top ten tight end in the league after one year. Yeah. So can we, can we had, get some what, of like, that? He had like what, ten touchdowns last year, something, something like ridiculous. that. Yeah. yeah, we just need to, you know, waste second round picks to get our tight ends that we're not going to use. Well, yeah, I'm, from and I'm sick of the colleges. Bears. Like, they decide to get these tight ends, like with Graham, and then I forgot who was the guy from the Dolphins that we signed a few years ago, who was like. Or Devontae Sims, or I mean, like, had, a guy. I mean, out of memory, I mean, you had your Zach Miller, and then you had that guy from Philly who was terrible, Trey Burton. Oh, God. yeah, just like, it, we're it, getting it, these Trey guys Burton, that like, had, had a good season. Great, Trey Burton had a great regular season until he had like a mental lapse in the playoffs and he didn't play. Bitchitis, yeah, well. <laughs> Because he didn't want to play, like he got freaked out against playing <clears throat> against his own team, his old team. I was just like, dude, come on, man. Like, you're making you're not, millions of dollars. You could, they, you they, could suck they didn't resign you for minutes. a reason. You don't want to, like, that's not going to motivate you to. And like, especially since they designed half that game for him, it was like underneath routes, get six, seven, eight yards, which he lived off with in 2018. But I don't know. Good for Jesper. You know, get yourself on the roster. That's I mean. I can't. I don't remember a game in preseason where it's just like, dude, that guy made the team because of that game. He made that team because of that game. Three touchdowns. You uh, think he was on that close of being cut? I mean, they. I mean, he. I mean, I was. Well, they I did really cut. Think, they cut a lot of guys, and they just they and cut, all of their guys they, they cut a lot. came they back cut a to lot their of weird practice squad. Yeah, the three big guys that they cut are all re-signed on the practice squad. Yeah, and there's still three spots open, I saw. But, like, he's he's been a big part on their special teams. So, you get some leverage there. It, it just gives me some hope. It gives me hope because you know that Jimmy Graham will probably get hurt. And Cole Komet might, you know, if he does, he's trying to jump over people and trying to oh, lower God. his head and run over people. He might get hurt. So, it. At least we have hopefully some depth in that area, but you know, just good for him. Good to see Jesper good, yeah, show get, out. Get, get paid. Get, get get paid. You're not. You're him no longer doing and construction. Adams made the team because of their performances. Right. Yeah. Rodney Adams made the team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, the Bears went cut. Armageddon on the wide receiver cuts. Daz Newsom got cut. I did not see Daz coming. Uh, I yeah. did not see Daz coming. Especially a, uh, rook, a rookie third. Was he? Mid, mid round, fifth round pick, no, right? He was six. He was late. Fifth he round. was six. But in that Bills game, he looked slow though. But here's the thing, they put him at special teams, right? And as, as a kick returner, punt returner, we have not 
I, I'm sorry. I don't trust Tariq Cohen as a punt returner. I'll take Khalil Herbert, just get it and go, and hopefully get nine yards, eight yards, rather than I'm going to do try and do a reverse and try and zip and zap, and you lose 10 yards and possibly fumble it. Just give me a guy who can get the ball from a punt and just choose, just like Cordero Patterson. Just go get it and go. Exactly. Looks like you won't have to worry about Tariq Cohen fielding punts, though. So Yeah, he's on Pup I saw today. Yep. Six weeks. Which, I mean, if it, is there a possibility that he just never comes back? What was his injury? ACL. He, ACL, and then it was ACL. Yeah, Nagy kind of let slip to the, this week that basically he got like a, a second. They went in there and did like a second uh, surgery to clean up some stuff. Oh. No bueno. Well, so. I mean, Any other... I feel like... I feel like he's like I feel like Cohen's like just like a cult hero in Chicago because he was so small and like had some good plays, but yeah, uh, but he pisses you off. Did the back the backflip while catching two footballs, man? That sure. got him. The, that got him the four point five million. A year if he would have jumped out of a pool and then caught those balls, oh my god, he would have been a first round draft pick. I mean, you're, I mean, I was excited. I mean, anyone who jumps out of a pool, like you said, anyone who does crazy shit, I, it. it it gets me going in a right in a little different direction. This guy pinned three alligators. Go sign them. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, probably, just, probably, it's crazy more with the Daz Newsome cutting because what Mooney is like the only receiver that you have on your roster next year. Well, Daz will be signed on practice. He got signed. Oh, yeah. To practice squad. Yeah. But I mean, and, let's and, act like that's not, you know, that's. I would think for a guy getting drafted in, in Pace's hot zone in that fifth, sixth-round pick, I would imagine this guy makes the team, at least special teams. So do that. There, did you guys see this stat? I don't know if you guys saw it, but Pace has drafted seven wide receivers, and he's cut six of them. Well, when you cut Daz Newsome, and then you start thinking, and he, we know Daz why. Daz also broke his collarbone, too. Yes. He, oh, he yeah. He broke his but, collarbone. Sure, we're over here clapping about Wims getting cut and then sending Miller away because of their discipline plot problems. But at least Ridley got cut too, I believe. Well, that was a big one. Ridley, that was the guy. That's the Bears. Everyone. What about Riley Ridley? What about him? Have you seen his brother? Yeah, and the fact that he got cut is just—I mean, I'm glad we did because we've we've done everything we could for the guy. You know, I mean, we've put him in situations to try to succeed, especially in preseason. We've played him in some games. Granted, he like, never got the ball, but it's just like, apparently you don't know the playbook or whatever. I don't know. I'd like to think that with all these wide receiver cuts, this is uh, Nagy putting a firm stance that we're going to run the football more this season since we don't have uh, probably a lot of depth at the wide receiver position or, or a lot of skill after... We have speed. And we look like the Raiders. I saw our <laughs> 40 times because we just signed Brashad Perriman. So our 40 times... Allen Robinson is the slowest receiver we have at 4.640. Everyone's at a 4.2, 4. 4.3, 4.4. 4. 4. Oh, Nagy's going to be he's going to be running offenses like me playing Madden when I was in 6th grade. Run? Nope. We're going to run streaks, hot route, hot route, hot route. So, Yo, this is we, Blitz 2001, Jimmy Smith go deep. <laughs> have a shitty offensive line, but we're going to still do these long developing plays with these speedy receivers. Okay, sounds well, good. If they're fast enough, the old line only needs a block for a shorter amount yeah, of time. Yeah, but we're not. We uh, they're not the big fastest brain, wide big brain. I mean, I your best your best wide receiver is not fast, which is another issue. But he he catches the ball. 
I think we can all agree. Like, I feel like the Bears try to outsmart themselves. Oh, absolutely. It's not I, It's not just the Bears. It's. I think it's just Matt Nagy tries to like, outsmart hey, everyone. No one else will see this coming if we do it this way. And, like, that's the easiest. Why did you do that? That's but I think you, you put yourself in this situation by keeping Wims and Miller on the squad for this long. I mean, Wims, Wims has not shown you anything to say, like, why I deserve to be on the team, right? In 2018, like, Kevin, I remember, like, you being at my place and, like, Wims had a big game. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he never gets on the field in 2018 or 2019, excuse me. And then 2020, he plays, he gets into a fight. And then he drops a touchdown, an easy touchdown pass in the playoff game against the Saints. It's just like, okay, you then, haven't done anything to earn and it. And then you see him in week one of the preseason, and he just looks, he looks completely slow lost. and lost. And then with Miller, it's just like, how many times is this guy going to get a stupid penalty when it, the play doesn't even matter anymore? I, I got a question. If you if you had to choose between one of the three to bring back, or if you had to keep him on the squad. Would you, Miller, Wims, and Riley? And, and Ridley. Who would you who would you keep if you had to keep one or bring them back to the squad? Miller, because he's probably got the most talent. I I agree. I'd probably say Miller too, because he. I'd probably say Miller, and I hate I I hate saying that. It's not it's not a great bear it's, choice yeah. to choose, but yeah, I, I think it's unanimous. Just because like he's death, death by that, his rookie season, it was just like, oh, okay. I mean, know. he's. Yeah. I mean, he does produce, and he doesn't really drop the ball, but he just does stupid ass shit. Well, I don't know. Closing thoughts on the receivers. Yeah, these are the receivers you have, and you and Daz Newsom is now a big question mark. Pace, get out there and sign number twelve. Figure it out. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I mean, looking forward to that being a storyline. I would love. I, I want. I've I've been on the record here saying I've I've even before we had our own podcast. I wanted the Bears to draft Allen Robinson day one, and now he's on your team. It's just like fuck. Go get him. Like, come on. We need a receiver in this today's league. Showing that what do we have. We have Darnell Mooney on the roster next year. Yeah, until Mooney takes a step up as like a guaranteed number one, which is doesn't not, matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter, matter if he does or and not. Robinson's need, still better. Robinson's still better. You have a young quarterback. Go sign Robinson before week one to next 2022. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But I would love to. see I it. would love to see it. But let's get into the one thing that everyone's getting into on the Bears, mainly because Bill Belichick decided to cut Cam Newton and start Mac Jones, which leaves Justin Fields, the only rookie quarterback not starting besides Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is is hurt a little bit on his finger or chip or something like that. The only rookie not starting week one. What is the reaction here? Have we switched our opinions? Do we still think... He's doing the right thing starting Dalton, or is it Fields? Jackson, you can go first on this one. I think I can see you just clamoring to get your thoughts out. I get the argument Nagy makes. However, I think after that, and I hate basing my opinion off of one play because that's a dumb sports take, 
but it's I, a micro- I love that you're basing your opinion off of that one play. <laughs> it was that fantastic. Kiss my Jeremy butt Jeremy that. Lynn should be in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, kiss <laughs> kiss my butt on that one. But um, it, it's a microcosm of the team itself, right? It's when you peel back, there's there's more to it. Is that one? If you have a questionable offensive line, do you want a more stand-up quarterback? No, because he can't move. And I get that Dalton can move better than Folds, but you and I promised Dalton he would give him the start. He promised. You know, I was promised jobs in my life before too. Okay, (laughs) like tough shit. Welcome to the economy. Um, Dalton can't move like Fields, and if you want to run a read option slash West Coast offense in today's era, you need a quarterback that can move. Last time I looked, Justin Fields can move pretty well outside the pocket, and that can get that can cover a lot for a questionable offensive line. You know where else he can move? He can move those quads up that hill. Oh, yeah. oh man, dude, that guy's Sorry. legs. That guy's legs are trunks. I I just think that we're giant bitches. He's got if, some trunks. We're giant bitches if we don't start Justin Fields. Well, and, I, I, and, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's really all I have to say. I mean, that's, we're, that's, we're, we're, we're giant good. bitches. Bill Belichick is, it, it, you, I don't care any of your conspiracy theories of cam, vaccine, yada, yada, whatever. He saw Mac Jones is better than him. He's like, you know what? I want to win. I want to win football games. I want to win week one. All I care about is week one right I now. Mean, here's the thing. Even with Belichick starting Jones, like it's your first round draft pick. Even if Jones is average to sucks this year, he's still going to get another year starting next year because they know they're going to get another draft pick. And it's just like Cam Newton is not going to take you back to the playoffs. I don't think Belichick. And if he does, and if he does, it's probably only going to be in a wild card game in a wild card spot. I don't. You don't. You lose draft. Like, I think the Patriots kind of do like a slow rebuild or like a quick rebuild, and then they'll be competitive in a year or two until at this time of the season. I think Belichick doesn't think like that at all. I think he's he's so good at building rosters and then getting stuff out of players that no coaches can. So he doesn't care about next year. He cares about week one and getting the win. What Nagy's doing right now, that's not what it is. It's about FaceTime. It's about looking good. It's about saving your job, all this. I want to win, win week one. I don't care if it's against the Rams. I don't care if it's against the Packers. I don't care if, it, if it's it, it, against the Texans. I don't care. I want to win week one. We have a better chance of winning week one with Fields starting. That's it. Yeah. And if you if you argue with me just on that premise alone, I don't understand what you are. And Nagy, you're a bitch. Start Fields. Let's go. And like at first, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but at first I was kind of kind of agreeing with the. Well, let's start. Let's not get this guy injured. Let's see. Let's let him develop underneath Dalton. You know, if he needs it, he's a rookie. But one, after seeing him play, not just the one play, but he's had glimpses of like, okay, he's not just this completely raw quarterback that's going to go out there and make a bunch of mistakes. I mean, he will because he's a rookie, but he's not Mitch Trubisky out there. But the, the thing that gets me is that why are we acting like Andy Dalton was our starting quarterback for the last 10 years and letting him like, okay, you've got to lose right, this spot. Right. We just signed him. Because they, I think they got caught with their pants down. And by they, Pace, and Nagy got caught with their pants down. Because guess what? 
unless Fields falls to us in that draft, how he somehow did, our whole plan was to go with Andy Dalton this year. So they're like, I don't know who they're trying to prove. Who cares? I don't care. Like, it's not even... I think think they handle it some shysty way like they did with the Foles coming in in the second half for Trubisky in Atlanta. I really hope not. I really hope not. Obviously, the person in me, I just want to see Fields on on the field. But I really, really hope that if you're starting 14, let's see it the entire game. You know what I mean? As much as I want to see Fields, if you're starting 14, barring him getting hurt, don't pull him out. Even if he's doing terribly. Because then you look, then you look these like they've, they look like they didn't know what they're doing. They're like, oh no, we actually got to go with Justin Fields. So you got to pick your, pick your guy and go with them. I agree. It seems to me like we have a quarterback that has the potential to be a franchise quarterback. I I don't want to say it already, but it has potential. So I need to know if I have, if I have a coach who has the potential to be a franchise coach from now on, because (sighs) Nagy has to prove it to me. The, the closer we get to the regular season, the more of like my the reality of like me knowing Nagy the past couple of years, I have less faith in him, even though he hasn't played a game in the regular season yet. I'm just like the I don't know, the hype of the preseason and like just you're worried that playing. he's going to he's going to he's going to fuck kid. it up. He's going to do gonna, something stupid. 100 oh, <laughs> percent. I am totally afraid of that. But like just, but here's the thing, like does like Fields' athletic ability and his experience playing in big games and whatnot, like get him out of trouble. Like if Andy Dalton, if you have a questionable offensive line, like I said before, do you put him behind a suspect offensive line where he he can't move? Where Dalton, or I'm sorry, Fields can move the pocket, right? Which is always something they've always kind of wanted to do if you had the right quarterback. Well, just look at look at Dalton last year, who played with the Cowboys. I mean, their line's good, but they were injured last year, so they weren't. They're not as good as they are this year, and he got beat up pretty good, I believe. I think he got sacked a ton, but it's not like you have Mitch out there who has the legs, but then the defenders are like, "Oh, he can't make the throw, so we can just all kind of go for him on the run." Where Fields has that dual threat, where you can he can get out of trouble if the O line just lets someone in. And then not only can he run for the first down or just scramble, but he could also show you that make it make an accurate throw to a receiver. So at this point, I know we're not we're probably not making the playoffs this year. So why imagine why am I going to watch? Why don't watch order Andy the Dalton? salad right in front of me when I know you're going to order the biggest dessert at the end yeah. of the meal? Just don't do it. Just get it. Like, come on, let's go. Like, I, I'm terrified. Like I'm always, I mean, we're we're all nervous to see Fields with a bad offensive line, right? Any fan is. And he's but, on the Bears. He's gonna have a bad offensive line as right. Whole career. This, the, like this isn't the eighty the eighties Bears where you have possibly multiple Hall of Famers on it. Like, like what the like he can move. Today's NFL has changed where you can hide an average offensive line. And our answer is getting back surgery. So, it's yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I get <sighs> Dalton, and I guess I get, I, I understand, like, Dalton hasn't had the, the worst camp out there. Like, he's had a solid camp in his game. It's like, like all it, the signs are pointing to just play. It's like, yeah, just do it. Just do it. It's like 60-40. 
it's like yeah. 60 40 fields yeah. and like but don't you also and i sent you guys the article about this and i would it shows um, as a bitch like, but doesn't it show that like you kind of also owe it to your defense you do you owe like, it to 52 you owe it to it and of wrote on this like the defense has covered some pretty suspect play from the quarterback for years yeah and again it goes to this we know why he's doing it we know why he's doing it because he starts Dalton in then he can start fields he saves his job but what that tells to me is you're not confident in your ability to coach this young guy to keep your job in the first place let's okay, go make, make Justin a player player manager player coach Absolutely, dude. Get, get the flashcards out there, Jackson. Like at on. least this. If, if if Dalton starts, I guess it's not even an if at this point. It's pretty much just happening, right? If Dalton starts week one. You know, it, when Fields actually touches the field, just you knowing Nagy, is Fields ever going to get the start, or is he just going to come in during a game? Can you say that again? Yeah. Can you say that again? Is is Fields ever just because of Nagy and this and that, like? Dalton starting, right? So right. Is, is is Fields' first NFL snap going to be in the middle of a game or going to be because he's starting a game? So is he going to like start I, week I've two, I've heard that on week multiple three? Pod, I've, I've heard that on multiple podcasts, and I've heard that on – I've read that on multiple reports. I have no idea. I, I really don't because I could see the argument like give him a clean slate, you know, against whatever team week four, week five – Play I don't. I don't want him coming in in the middle of the game. Just imagine seeing like, oh, Justin Fields is warming up on the sideline, and then that's yeah, because like that that's going to create too much hoopla. Yeah, I, I don't mind. But, but here's the thing: they if, also if it's don't an injury, like, sure. If it's injury, sure. But I don't want Dalton getting benched for this. Like, I I want to see the whole. Like, if he's terrible, like Glennon was that night against. The, the Packers on Monday night. I want to see the whole game. I want to see the whole game with Dalton. But to be like, fair, to terrible. be fair, if they, do come in, if they do come in on a um, middle of a game, one, they're not on their phones, so they can't see Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, right? So they can't see the bad or, bad or good publicity. But – Pa- but past that, you don't also, get the scripted play. They're not going to get blamed. They're not going to get blamed for how bad they play because they're filling in for someone else's mistakes. That's, that's also then that's going against what we're saying. That's that you're already saying that I might do bad. I don't. I don't want a person thinking that. I want a guy coming in saying. I would rather have a guy light start. This shit up. I'd rather have a guy start the game. Absolutely. But it would be exciting to see a guy come in after halftime and score like 20 points like that and you win the game sure i just i don't want i want if because i know you because i know you and you would text this our text group and be like he's the best yes absolutely but i just just don't i i I want if a game's going so bad with dalton i want to go down with the ship like i want to play the titanic memes (laughs) and stuff i want to go down with it i want Okay. Him just That's finishing fair. out, yeah. and then That's risen fair. from the ashes, Justin Fields and his headband. I respect oh. that. I can especially, see that. especially week one Sunday night football. Don't, don't tease me. You know, what I mean, like just either give me Fields or don't. Like, don't, don't make me. I'm gonna be so drunk at that point anyway that I just need to. I, I you can't. Don't, don't surprise me. <laughs> I, I don't need that. Oh God. 
Anything else on Bears before we switch over to our lovable Cubs and Sox? I thought the special teams looked a lot better this week. I think you're finally getting the right people in the right places. Good, because either Chris Tabor or our wide receivers coach needs to go. So probably both of them. Yeah. Let's hope it's let's hope it sticks around for week one. And, I don't, still, I, and, and how has he still got a job? Who is our wide receivers coach? And how does he got a job? How do you I don't how, know. how do you how do your receivers punch a guy twice and you still have a job? <laughs> you might probably <laughs> after they were told indeed. after they were oh, told don't this guy likes to pick fights. And they then a fight with the all same of guy. your young talent like Riley Ridley and Daz and stuff got released. You you, you can't develop anybody. Why are you uh, that job? I don't know. I'll just before we move on to baseball, I just don't want to don't want to see if the Bears kick off for the very first play of a game and it's like a forty yard return. That's just going to be the biggest buzzkill. And special teams was looking all right, coming together, and then just a forty yard return because Chris mm-hmm. Tabor's Chris, does Chris Tabor things. So, all right. Some Sox Cubs, huh? Yeah, where the fuck did Jackson go? I don't know. Probably get some Uber Eats or some shit. I feel like we should wait for him just because, you know, it'd be polite, but... I mean, we could talk a little bit of Sox right here. The Sox win the Crosstown Classic. Well, you know know what? I'm going to have to stop you there. And Jackson, he's going to be missing a little something because, Tim, I got some bear news. What? Coming up, Jackson was hyped for it in the in the pre uh, pre podcast talk. Hopefully, he's back because I'm I'm not stopping. There's not hyped enough. All right, so the bear news, Tim. Did you know that there is a national fat bear of the year that's crowned every year? Did you happen to know this? I did not know this. Uh, <laughs> and uh, where is this held? This fat bear competition. So the uh, Katami National Park and Preserve, they're the ones who crowned the fat bear, fat bear of the year. And this year's winner was bear number 435 named Holly. And Holly, That's she, is, bear. she is a humongous bear. I don't know what she's eating because it's just salmon and berries and like plants that I thought Damn, bears mostly eat. She but. thick. Yeah, she's definitely got some yeeks on her. I mean, this is not fur. I think that, I mean, she's like approaching hippopotamus territory with how she's looking. Um, 435 is her name? Bear number 435. And she That's got to be just the weight of her neck. She actually won, won this award in 2019 as well. So she, <laughs> she had she's, got a, she's got a dynasty brewing. Yeah, it makes it makes you think. Like, did the bear who won in 2020 did they like slim down, or did they pass away from? Is this like a loser competition where you? If if you win it next year, are you a dynasty? I mean, that's the that's the chatter going around. I need to see. I need to see Holly go up against Joey Chestnut (laughs) and see who's down in these things more. (laughs) What you put like sam like fish sandwiches out there and have me. I'd like Something. to think that I'd like to think it's just like rival national parks, just like beefing up their a certain bear in their national park to compete. Like I need to know show. more about this this competition. I mean, no. I I just need to see the picture, and I know absolutely she's the winner. I mean, hundred percent. Oh, she's got neck rolls. <laughs> but 
do do they like measure them after like the hibernation season and then like here's what they are before hibernation? I like what where's the is there a weight tracker on it? Is I, it like Biggest Loser where they just you know get these huge ass scales? And I they... have heard of this competition before on Reddit. Like I have seen it. I'm like this is ridiculous. And you see some of these monsters like holy shit that's a big bear. And then you see Holly and you're like get it girl get it. I, I mean this doesn't this doesn't strike me as the most like uh legitimate award like it just seems like some guy went out and was like yep that's definitely the fattest bear i've seen today and then here you go that's who it is I mean, obviously it has to be tracked right like and some bears aren't tracked as others but she's a beaut <sighs> she is what team bear should be oh <laughs> lord she's coming <laughs> like she's got a good coloring i'm looking at her picture right now like we should, we should, we'll tweet this out later. Wait a but... minute, she was the twenty, oh, the twenty nineteen X. So she was twenty nineteen. So there was a different twenty twenty champion. Yeah. So so either twenty twenty champion is either slimmed down and like, you know, had changed their lifestyle or died trying to defend their crown. I didn't do enough research to she find out. She is a she's a mother of five, by the way. Yeah, Good well, for her. You know, single she, moms don't fuck with them. So speaking of dynasty, she's got five chances to continue that dynasty. Oh, that's awesome. We love to see it. I think each, I think, like I said, I think each national park should just get a bear, beef them up like a, like a dog show or like a pig beauty contest. Oh, and just God. <laughs> make an award show out of it. Well, I like what the ranger said in this caption. Former park ranger notes that Holly was single all this summer and was able to vote her all her energy toward herself you know what holly you go girl yeah absolutely that's definitely a a bbb a big beautiful bear big beautiful bear big beautiful she bear. is she is a very pretty bear I and mean, hopefully she eats some reindeer and salmon and this website of theirs is absolutely fantastic they got <laughs> they have just i mean wow they got all pictures and videos i mean you could see her whole life if you wanted to Basically. I'm looking at this one bear in Germany who's just rolling around in a mud pit right now. Is there a Sports Illustrated bear edition? Uh, no, it's on Reddit. But this one black bear is in a garbage pit, which is awful. This thing just looks like a, a period because he's that round. Well, I'm rooting for Holly in 2022. So we'll see. We'll see if there are any. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, I want to see a champ because I think eventually if Holly does back. win. Back to back three out of four years, I think that qualifies as a dynasty. You right? know that picture of like Michael Jordan when he gets the crown and like Kobe or when they get the trophy and he's just like in the locker room, like holding the holding the trophy, like crying. I imagine that's how Holly felt when she regained the title after uh, winning Fattest Bear. Yeah, but it's got like salmon and elk on it and, and stuff honey, as a trophy. Just, yeah. And fat kids and, <laughs> and air mattresses. <laughs> That's her. That's what she was scooping up all those chick, kids in the chick, chicken coops. She was the one who busted into the chicken coop. <laughs> all these stories are connected. It all leads to Holly being fat bear of the year. So shout out to you, Holly. Holly, you're a real hero. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to some baseball, I guess, huh? I mean, I could talk about fat bears all day, but. So we have the south side of town and the north side. They uh, they, they faced off over the weekend. And the Cubbies took a game. They took one of two. 
And I want to know your reaction as Cubs fans. Are you happy that you got a game or are you just like, is it just meaningless at this point? And I'll kind of answer the question. What I think should Sox fans be disappointed that we did not sweep the Cubs for the season series. So why don't you guys go ahead? Happy we won a game because we were hitting, you know, some dingers that game and, you know, got what, seven runs, but it was quickly diminished by the next day. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was funny. I hit one of my buddies. He was over and on Friday and I was like, oh, shit, the Cubs are up six, nothing. And he's like, wow, you're going to win that game. I'm like, no, I know this Cubs team. They're going to lose. And they ended up <laughs> losing that game. It, what, 17-11 or 17-10 was like a very bad football score. 17-13. 17-13. OK, so that's like a competitive high school football game. Um, which is ridiculous. Any game that ends 17-13 is a horrible baseball game. Let's just be honest. Like, that should not happen. And when I told him that they lost, he couldn't believe it. But I'm like, that's the Cubs for you. Um, But, I mean, you take one game and you kind of kick the shit out of Lance Lynn, and, and then the next day you just get obliterated. And Kyle Hendricks gets shit on. The two yeah. aces got shit on. The two aces got shit on. Um, I mean, I mean, we, we talked about like could Hendricks win twenty games a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, well, that's out the roof. But yeah, whatever. So we I saw a lot. Oh, just sorry, to think about head. roofs. I mean, week one of the sports Ooh, podcast, we were making, we were making roof bets because we were so hyped up about the Cubs, and look at us now. They yeah, sweep, sports, sweep the sports Giants, is a bitch. Please. I'll eat dinner on the roof. Those were, good, those were good times for you Took guys. Three out of four. Good times. And then they won the next two series after that, and then after that it was just downhill. Well, I know a lot of Sox fans. I feel like these are mostly just like the very all over the place, like very high highs and very low lows. Sox fans on Twitter and Reddit saying that we should have swept the series, but I mean, it's a it's a rival. I mean, anytime you play a rival, it's like kind of throw where they're at out the window even even though the cubs are in such a low place right now it's still cubs socks and they're gonna they're gonna game up yeah they're gonna game up it's a big game it's a sellout crowd like it's no it's it's, it's cubs socks so i'm not i'm not freaking out that the socks didn't sweep i would have loved it just for bragging rights but it's just crazy that the Sox scored 30 30 runs and they only won two out of the three series three out of three games um, very, very weird series. How like it was so lopsided every game. It's very odd. Yeah, uh, when the first game is the most close, like when it's the first, or it's the closest game. That's weird because yeah. like <laughs> seven, the seventeen thirteen game was the was the closest game out of the bunch. That's definitely. But like, I think that's what makes this series fun. Like, I definitely think the Cubs were more in this series than they were when they played each other three weeks ago. Yeah, cause I've, uh, that one was, like, right after the trade for the, the big three, and that was just, like, morale, I felt like, was probably an all-time low. And now that that's kind of not essentially, like, brushed away, but it's kind of an afterthought because, you know, we have different different situations going on with those players, and we'll get to that later, um, that now they can actually just kind of play baseball and they win, they win. If they lose, they lose at that point, so... Definitely entertaining series, but speaking on, continue talking about the White Sox. They're uh, they're gearing up for the playoffs, and they kind of have two different 
ways they can go. They could either push their players and not really give them scheduled days off and rest and push for that number two seed. Or they can kind of rest guys who might be having some nagging injuries, give give guys those scheduled time off, and kind of settle for the three seed. So I think that they should probably give those guys time off and just kind of settle for the three seed and maybe hope that you sneak into the two seed. But I feel like with all these guys, with Lynn going on the IL, Giolito left yesterday with a hamstring, TA's on the IL now, and then you have all these guys like uh, Yasmani got just came back, Eloy just came back, Luis Robert just came back, that you're not in a situation where you can kind of risk re-injuring or putting guys who are already injured back in the lineup. So I personally, I would just say settle for the three and make sure everyone's healthy for playoffs rather than, hey, we got home field advantage, but we're missing two out of the five main contributors for our team. Even though I was saying previously on other podcasts that we need to go out for the two seed, but just with how all the injuries have played out, I'm fine with the three seed. I'm guessing it'll probably be Astro Sox in some sort of order. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my take on it. I'm I'm not so worried about the two seed now. Just worried about everyone being healthy. In a year, yeah, when- that's 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 been like the big debate over the past month is like, what the fuck the White Sox do. Right. I think I think now it's, it's I think they need the two. Now. I think they need the two because I think the two sets them up better with their pitching. Yeah, I I think I if Lynn and G Lito both didn't just get put on the IL, I think I would agree that he could go for the two seed and it would be better. But I think I, I personally I'd rather just be a little bit more conservative and say, right. all right, we have all these guys on the IL. I don't want to try and rush guys back if it means we're going to get the two seed where we're. We're pretty much just kind of settled on the three seed right now, as is, if we kind of don't make any big pushes. So, I'd much rather be in the playoffs than not. Yes, that is a that is a very very sound argument that I'm sure most fans will make. Um, but at least you guys have Patrick Wisdom. Guys hitting dogs, dude. The guy is gonna break Chris Bryant's home run record in the least amount of games and the least amount of bats. <laughs> like what the fuck? Can't wait till he plays more years with us, and then we eventually get rid of him because we don't want to pay him. Well, he's 30 years old. The two guys who are hitting home runs, Wisdom and Frank Schwindel or whatever. I can't Schwindel? Schwindel, Schwindel. They're both 29 and 30 years old. It's just like, God damn it, you can't be 25 and 24. Like, you're our well, age. Baseball, though, you can be 30 and still hit, be hitting that prime. Yeah, this, this to me, I mean, I – Obviously, I'm not a baseball scout or anything, but this just stinks to me of like a good, good season, and then next year he comes back and he's batting like one, one eighty, just because like oh he, yeah he, he hasn't come he just comes up in now. fantasy leagues and going dude he's a steal yeah oh, I got to pick one fifty oh there's a reason why he's thirty years old and he never cracked the starting lineup I mean good for him. Like, oh, I know I know he had some spot starts with the Cardinals and he hit a couple of home runs with them, but he doesn't have the advantage technically. The, the, the fresh shaven against the Sox. I didn't but he had, he had four home runs with the mustache. Yeah. And, like, I, I'll admit, I think lefties have a better swing. It just looks prettier. But Wisdom's home run swings, they're 
he's got a good swing for a righty, which is very rare for people to say. So is is wisdom like the guy that Cubs fans are like rallying around and saying, well, this is who we're rooting for. I mean, I guess Contreras, but he's. I mean, he's a fun story. You don't build a team around. Patrick no, I'm not saying wisdom. build a team. I'm saying like, all right, like if I'm if you're watching a Cubs game, are you like, all right, wisdom's batting, like we're gonna just root for him because he's the guy who's hot right now and he's a good story. Is that kind of who the Cubs fans are? Yeah, I mean, if he breaks the the rookie record as a 30-year-old, it's like, it's kind of cool. Like, Cubs Twitter's definitely pulling from. 30-year-old rookie, just that just sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm a 60-year senior in high school and I'm playing linebacker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I read a good article on one of the Cubs blogs uh, called Bleed Cubby Blue, which I know, Tim, you're aware of. And they pointed out Patrick Wisdom's rise to, like, a, a Cubs legend named uh, Hank Sauer, who got his debut in like when he was like 28 29 and like he started off late in his career and had a very productive career until he was like early 40s and it's just like could you know it's it's like what you said it's like just because you're 30 years old doesn't mean you can't play and it's like well you know good for good for patrick wisdom like it's out of a shitty horrible season this has been if you would have told me a guy named Patrick wisdom would have 26 home runs as a 30 year old rookie. I'd be like, dude, good for that fucking guy. Like good for him. It's a good story. Is this home run uh, record or this home run? Like chase, is this going to be more entertaining than the Sammy McGuire home run? uh... Fuck no. Stop asking. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. It's right up there. It's probably like, I mean, if you had told me Patrick wisdom is going to be the rookie home run record. (laughs) Like I said, you're fucking insane. The E60 is coming out for Patrick Wisdom's home run. Yeah, I mean, sports are cool sometimes with shit like that. It's yeah, it's it, he did it in mid-May. What he got called up, Tim, in what early May, mid-May, something like that. And has less at bats that Brian did. He's gonna have he's got more rookie home runs than um Billy Williams, who's a Hall of Famer. That's so, it, Patrick. Patrick Wisdom, Hall of Famer. You heard oh, it don't, here first. Don't, don't. Yeah, you're, you're. You need to stop posting. It's a good I'm story. Tro- I'm trolling. All right. Well, anyway, so I alluded to it earlier on. When we were talking about the uh, the Cubs and trading away their guys. One of those guys you traded away, Javier Baez, who is now on the New York Mets. He's on the New York under- Mets shit list, is what he's. Yeah, on. he's he's come under scrutiny for giving the New York, New York Mets fans. Two thumbs down after making a good play. I think it was after a home run or it might have been after he scored. I'm not watching Mets games, but the reason why is because is Mets after fans homer. after homer. So after after Baez has been struggling and the Mets have been struggling and obviously Mets fans were going to give it to him. He said, well, if they're going to boo us when we're bad, we're going to boo the fans when we do good. So that just got me thinking, put my uh, little question head on if there was any city maybe you've been to maybe you haven't been to that you could give two thumbs down to or just rate it as two thumbs down what would be that city for you oh man i've been a lot if you need time to think i have mine locked and loaded it's in the go chamber ahead. Right yeah now. go kevin go i've been so many so my thumbs down it just a little it could have been indianapolis it's not it is des moines iowa I I went to Des Moines, Iowa one time, and the story behind it is that 
my wife, Caitlin, girlfriend at the time, got tickets to go to this museum. And it was, I forgot, like a science museum in Des Moines, Iowa. And like, okay, well, she was living in Iowa at the time. And it was a three-hour drive or two-and-a-half-hour drive to get to Des Moines. And we get there and it ends up, long story short, it ends up being a children's museum. So we're these two 24-year-olds who are at a children's museum expecting it to be like a national museum. So that anyway, that's besides the point. But the fact that Des Moines, Iowa, like the the hour and a half we were there, people were acting like it was this humongous, huge city. And the fact that it's in the middle of a cornfield and it just was not, not a city. It just, I don't know. It just, I don't even consider it to be a city. They have like a noodles and company and like two skyscrapers and the people who are around there act like it's, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's comparable to, you know, a Chicago or a, uh, a Baltimore. It's no, it's just, and it's just, just weird driving for two hours in a cornfield. Then all of a sudden uh, a skyscraper pops up. And so I, I, I actually don't just hate Des Moines. I've been in Des Moines. Way two thumbs late. down for Des Moines. I, I, video, I, don't, down. I don't hate Des Moines. I've been there more times than one time just because of work stuff. Um, there are a lot of good dive bars in Des Moines. Um, I will say this. It is a poor man's Milwaukee. Um, that's, that's a lot of credit for Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a terrible place. Like There are some really good breweries there and like dive bars, like I said. Um Obviously, going to a kids' museum instead of a regular museum would um, so be weird. But <laughs> thing. the people from Des Moines, I, I've only like briefly had a conversation with a person at the museum. But the people at Des Moines who live in Des Moines strike me as the type of people who, when their city gets something like that, other cities have had for years and years, that they'd be like bragging about it and be like, "Hey, did you hear that Des Moines just got a Chipotle?" Isn't that awesome? We're really that's uh, dumb. Hip, yeah, hip that's, and trendy. That doesn't help. Dude, everyone's had has a Chipotle. So, boo Des Moines. Boo Des Moines. Iowa City, two thumbs up though. Oh, Iowa City is yeah. That's yeah. That used to be the original capital of Iowa. Well, they fucked up by moving it to Des Moines. Well, they all the drunks were in Iowa City, and they're like, we gotta change this. Not a fan of Tucson, Arizona. Just not a fan. Went there uh, from Phoenix. Everyone, you know, anyone's like, hey, let's go to Tucson for the weekend. Let's not. It's the same same weather. <laughs> it's all, all of it is is U of same A. Same weather, but worse. Yeah, all of it is is just U of A. And a lot of people think it's the shit. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, people will be like, oh, their they're so-and-so is good. Our golf courses are good. No, they're not. Uh, they're... <laughs> Their breweries are good. No, they're not. There's 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 places around there that are better. Like there's there's breweries I would go out at. I would drive the hour forty to Tucson and then drive like forty minutes more to go to a brewery outside of Tucson. Like you know, it's just like you got nothing. Like what? Just all you got is U of A and that's it. Yeah, I mean, for someone who doesn't live in Arizona, that would probably be. It probably wouldn't even make the five cities that I would name first before I got to Tucson. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. All right, Jack, hit it, hit it up. What do you, uh, what do you got for your thumbs down city? Oh, the hell are you listening to? I was watching a video about these, uh, these kids for a thousand bucks 
they're doing like wide receiver versus DB. Who could who could like outdo each other? So like the thousand oh, dollars. Those, those are those are the best rivals. Thousand dollars for the best DB. Thousand dollars um, for the best wide receiver. I've been to a lot of places, but and that just comes from being an airline brat. But I will I will not name a place I've ever flown to. And it's driven to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma has a special spot in hell for me because I drove there and I got my car broken into and they stole the most random shit ever. They stole a sunglasses case, Kevin, which you got me because when on your wedding, you guys, those sunglasses, they stole the case. They stole my car manual ship book. And they stole a Queen Greatest Hits CD case. Not the CD itself, the case. Who the fuck robbed your car, MacGyver? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some, like, skinny, white-looking guy. Totally. Tweaker. Tweaker. Oh, 100%. But, like, all my suits, I was traveling to Arizona for work from Chicago. Tweaker um, don't need a suit. And, I mean, I had all my nice shoes in the back, my suits, luggage. Luckily, I had my sunglasses on my head when I checked into the hotel. But Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, I think the rest of the town, but just because I got broken into. I mean, I, I could probably think of a million other cities that I think are shit. But just for that reason, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I should, I should have said, if I'm talking about Arizona, I should have said Kingman, Arizona, after that. This is America episode. <laughs> oh Jesus god Christ. that's probably one of the funniest things I've i ever mean seen. I, I albuquerque look kind of look cool driving through it like my hotel was next to a nice brewery that stayed open a little later for me because i was like i need a drink and like uh why i'm like well i just drove through oklahoma with no window and it started raining and i got water in my car and i've you know and like you do need a beer i'm like thanks so I will give props to Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, but Tulsa, Oklahoma is on my shit list. There you go. I mean, I would not like if I was just some random person living to the listening to this podcast, I would be thanking us because those are some horrible places that I would never want to go. <laughs> if you're from those places and you listen to this podcast, you're Tom shit. Move. Get a new place to live. All right, why don't we finish up with some power rankings? <laughs> I mean, if this power rankings was worse cities, we already did it, but it's not. Um, we decided to power rank. I'm not sure why, but we're going to power rank the top three fictional sports characters. So for movies, any any type of media, any fictional sports character. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. I would have to say that my third pick is going to be Rocky. That's good. Uh, That's a good one. Rocky, just because I mean, you know, no name kid, you know, still can beat the shit out of guys when he's like sixty years old for whatever reason, and just the king of working out with like the weirdest equipment. Yeah, like the things you put around a horse that like oh, pulls yeah. something. Oh yeah, you could put him in the punching, middle of nowhere. Punching yeah. beef in Absolutely. South Philly. I mean, just the, almost to the point where it just like 
get a gym membership or something, but it, obviously it doesn't make for a good movie. But uh, it's got to go to Rocky. Those, I mean, the guy never loses besides the ones he's supposed to. <laughs> I did have the, the workout, the song that was playing when he's working out, like in the middle of the, the farm or whatever it is. I had that on my iPod. Hearts, I think it's called like Hearts on Fire or something like that. And it just gets you pumped up. Absolutely. Jack, what do you got for your number three? Um, so we've touched on this a couple weeks ago as one of our best sports movies. My number one, I believe it was my number one. But it's Reggie Dunlap of Slapshot, Paul Newman's character. A great degenerate. Um, you know, got to like a guy who's who tells his team that the team is being sold and it's not really being sold and he's just a fucking the man it's reggie dunlap and tim if you've still not watched Slapshot, you are missing out how am I kevin knows to... <laughs> kevin knows reggie dunlap is a great character how am i supposed to watch it where is it on put it really, in your VHS the guy player. who streams everything in his entire life you got a vhs player don't you like every sane person yeah, like every or same person or, or the guy who's just like, dude, just stream it. Just stream I'm it. I'm down. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Just Kevin, swear, would you say Reggie it? Dunlap is a great character? Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I'm just like, I'm just nervous that you're hyping this up so much for Tim. Tim's just going to watch it, just staring at it like this sucks. Yeah, that's true. He's going to be overcritical. Want, I want to watch it. I just, I need to be able to watch Where is it at? How do I watch it? Any streaming service. I mean, dude, you you know more about the internet than both of us. That's true. Fuck off. It's true. I could. You know, if you you can mail him a DVD, how's that? Find it on DVD, mail it to him. Absolutely. The old-fashioned way. I'm looking on my on my you know perfectly legal sites that I look at. It is not. I'm air quoting. I'm air quoting. It is not there. So it's that's what I fear. That's what I fear. It's like a little like too old so that it's not on these like you know because it's these young whippersnappers that are putting these on the internet these days oh, you know what i mean yeah, but, you know space jam 2 was up there the the two minutes yeah. after it came out absolutely that's so all i'm trying to say i'm trying to watch it just how do i watch it? well speaking of space jam not two but one I, my number three is the monsters you know even though they were the bad guys they were just so cool i picked the whole team <laughs> if i had to pick my favorite one it's the tall goofy blue one Absolutely, um, but the monsters—they're just cool. My my favorite, Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley, yeah, Sean Bradley, Muggsy Bogues, Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, and there's one Patrick Ewing. I think were the monsters, um, but also the boss, Danny DeVito of the monsters, quali- quality character in that in that show, in that movie. Uh, monsters are my number three. Um. How is it not Bobby Boucher? The Mud Dogs were fucking shit before he got oh, there. Oh, damn. That's a good one. Fuck. That's I mean, a good one. He got to the point where he played quarterback. I mean, it's just, the guy was all over the place, completely changed a whole franchise around to the point where they had a coach who walked around in high heels, and he still won them games. They won the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah. Mud, Mud Dogs is awful close to Red Hogs as a name. Yeah. So. Oh, my, I totally forgot about Bobby Boucher. And they low-key, awesome unis. Love that orange. What, the, the, the bowl game jersey or, like, the practice jerseys that they were wearing most of the season? <laughs> 
That's like what the brown should be, though, with that brown helmet. Just the single bar? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Jack, who you got for your number two? Oh, man, number two I went through a lot. I went. I had like three people on my list, but since none of these people were um, named, I'm going to go Carl Speckler from... Um, Caddyshack with Bill Murray. Give me the weird grounds uh, groundskeeper who blows up the entire golf course, uh, hunting the fucking um, gophers. It's Bill Murray at his best. It's didn't Carl know he was Spencer. an athlete, but all right. He's not an athlete. But he's, he's in his sports. Got yeah, two guys that weren't even. What are you talking about for the athletic? My ability. number two, Leonardo DiCaprio. I he um, just good. He's he just he's in. He does take a couple golf swings. He does caddy in the movie where the pre uh where the the religious guy gets you struck. You don't by have life. to sell me on Bill Murray. Carl Speckler. Carl Speckler. He's my and I'm keeping it with the degenerates. Okay. Sports related characters. Okay, we can just kind of ed- edit that in. Um, no, that's good. I'm afraid I say this because I'm going to get hounded for the next 15 episodes, but I've never seen Caddyshack, so. Oof. Oh, you gotta YouTube see it. it, Kevin. You gotta see it, Kevin. Yeah, YouTube it. I don't know. Yeah. Get it out there on those streaming. You've never websites. seen Caddyshack? You got it. Yeah. You both I think that's worse. I think that's worse than that. Oh, that, I would say that is worse than Slapshot. www.movies.com. Go there. Well, my my number two is it might be a surprise to you guys, but it's Henry Rowan Gartner. Oh, that was my go be my number two. But I <laughs> thought Tim was gonna take him. Uh, just the fact that I mean, the first time I watched this, it was just like I randomly on when I was probably in middle school, and I didn't know what it was. I just saw like baseball was on, and it was a movie. The fact that this kid breaks his arm. And it was able to throw gas afterwards and then plays for a professional league uh, team, the Cubs. I just thought that was such a crazy and cool idea. And, like, you know, that's just – if that happened in real life, I mean, he just imagine ESPN and all the sports outlets, Skip Bayless and all them, Mike Stephen A. Smith talking about this guy. So Henry Rowan Gardner, shout out to you. You're my number two. And then Gary Busey's also in that movie too, which makes it even better. He's the rocket, baby. I love when he throws the like big old screwball and then that guy that's like his rival uh, the, the whole season's like his face and his tongue is like. Well, and do you think yeah. that the other players heard like the sound effect from his arm when he throws it? Because it was like a choo 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 and then he throws it. Do you think like, the other players oh, heard had it? Had to. Do you think? Well, I wonder if the umps had to like check him. For, I like, think sticky stuff. so. Do it's funny. I watched that movie on Hulu like two weeks ago. I'm in your brain. Hey! In your brain, Hey, I'm, I'm Henry Rowling Gardner. Hey! Where is, like, who, like, who's the guy who plays him in real life? What is he doing? Oh, he's, like, some random, like, prop <laughs> comic actor now. He's yeah. still trying to make the big. How old is he? I'm, I haven't. Oh, he's got to be, like, 40. Right I think he's, he's like, 41. 41. Yeah. And he looks like he's on a 12. lot of drugs on this picture. It's actually Patrick Wisdom was actually him. Yeah. Yeah. I finally came back. All right. Tim, who's your number one? One. Ooh, thunder outside. My number one 
is Pablo Sanchez. Guy was the greatest at every sport. That's my number one, too. Nothing left to say. <laughs> yeah, I and knew Kevin was, was going to take Wait, it. I thought we said movies. Fictional sports characters. This guy didn't read the notes. Yeah. yeah. Fiction, he's the best in every sport. Pablo Sanchez. I mean, I even when I got hockey, I thought he was going to be bad. I even when I got back at basketball, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to be good. He drains threes. Whoosh. Pablo Sanchez. If you had Tim, if you had to pick one more character who's not obviously the goat in those backyard games, who's who's your number two pick? You know, it's the same one as you, Pete Wheeler, baby. I was I was a uh, Ahmed Khan guy. Ahmed Khan. Walk out song alone and the dingers. Kenny Pagucci always got picked on my team because if you accidentally clicked him, you could pick me or not. I'm in a wheelchair. You got to pick him. Like, how do you not pick him? Too many classics in that game. All right, Jackson. Sanchez, I need to get like a old school like like Pablo Sanchez Wombats jersey. That would be <laughs> Oh yeah, he was the like he was the only non pro athlete that I picked. And and once they started adding pro athletes to those games, he was the only non pro athlete. You always had Pablo and he was in I, I never picked day. Pablo. I just always picked the pro athletes and beat him. Uh but my number one is Happy Gilmore. Enough said. You know who's I mean, better? You know who's better at golf than Happy Gilmore? Pablo Sanchez, probably. Probably, um, yes, probably. Yeah, he I mean, he probably has a better short game. You you would have to think if if Happy Gilmore was a real guy, like there'd be a lot more Shooter McGavins because people would be pissed off that a random dude just shows up to your sport and then just dominates it like that. Could have been could have been uh, Tim Tebow in baseball, but because golfers are that. like that, like they even don't like the young bloods, you know, that come in and whatever. But even these young guys that are doing well on, on tour, they're playing like golf with their dad, like when they're like seven years old. So oh, for sure, like when so, you see when you see like Bryson DeChambeau, who's like yeah. hitting the ball four hundred yards, and the older golfers are like, that's not how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to. Yeah. Pull up if on there the was green. a guy like Happy Gilmore who dresses like he dresses, acts like he acts, <laughs> there'd be a lot more Shooter McGavins. Maybe not to the extent of, you know, eating shit for breakfast, but <laughs> absolutely doing a lot of that kind of hazing or feeling that way. And damn you people, this is golf. That would be such a common mentality. Golfers are absolutely like that. So I think that... That movie showcased a little bit, definitely, of what would happen if someone like Happy Gilmore actually did get good and just dominated the sport like that. He killed an alligator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, the best part, my favorite part of the movie is the end where he's like, who are you waving to, Happy? And it's Chubbs, the alligator, and Amber, Abraham Lincoln. Just like, <laughs> like... I think that was your Facebook cover photo for a while, wasn't it? It was. It was in college. Yeah, <laughs> and... Like my college girlfriend thought, like this isn't funny. I'm like, well, I think it's funny. Well, funny. you're stupid. You're stupid. Well, I think that wraps up episode 13. Goddamn, 13 episodes already of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Check out our podcast anywhere you prefer to get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere. And we will see you guys next week. Prepare to lose some money with us uh, because sports gambling has become legal in Arizona. So you're going to get a pick of the week of the NFL. Pick of the week from Kevin Jackson and myself. You can bet with us at your own will, but I probably suggest you don't.
Do you know what sucks? There's no NFL games until Thursday. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like We got to wait. Yeah, but I'm saying by the time, you know, we, we're done, we, we can absolutely make a pick of the week and people can ride our coattails. I suggest you do not. There's some good college football games week two, too. So, yeah. Betting advice from three dudes you should not take betting advice from. I like Mississippi State to beat Michigan. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> take the over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Team Bear out. Later, guys. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!